Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, or shall I say good morning. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another episode here at Precious Particulars Blog Talk Radio. I want to pray, thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me and giving me the activities of my limbs, because I am feeling much better now, even though they got me on prednisone, and I do not like taking the prednisone, and I've been kind of good. I've been actually losing weight instead of gaining weight. Because I thought that the pregnancy was going to blow me up. So that lets you know we cannot operate in fear. Now, today is Tuesday. And on Tuesday, as you guys know, is when we do the show from the pulpit to the couch, where you'll receive biblical teachings from someone in ministry other than myself, hopefully, because you guys know I am not a biblical scholar, but I do have a relationship. I am relational, and I am a believer. But by that same token, Today, we're living in a world that is like world star, world going wild. Stuff is just so out of control. And it's very hard to comprehend some of the things that we are seeing as well as hearing. I had a person ask me the other day, Janine, do you watch the news? And I said, yes. They said, but it's fake news. I said, I want to be informed because I use wisdom. I've heard, and I used to always wonder what it meant to say, I'm in the world, but not of the world, and what that actually meant, meaning sometimes we can get caught up in so many different worldly things, so we can lose sight of our whole purpose, our goals, and our objectives. So that is kind of what we're going to be talking about today, because it was placed on my spirit to talk about the carnal mind, because, you know, I remember being a kid and they had the the mind, the brain, and the terrible thing, the waste, and all of that stuff, and we start talking about how powerful the mind is, and, you know, and a lot of individuals, sometimes we take things for granted. Now, we also got to be careful with what we are putting into our spirit. When I was putting the show together, because you guys know I am a great procrastinator, but I always come through and doing what I'm supposed to do, even though I will wait to the last minute. And it's crazy because if you're looking at me on Facebook Live, I'm still sending stuff out to groups. And I keep saying I'm going to do better, I'm going to do better, I'm going to do better. But Lord knows i got so much stuff going on right now. It's just been crazy. But I do what I am still supposed to do. So hopefully those that get the information or are interested in the information will get it, see it, take heed. I do the best that I basically can. And like I said, it's not all about me, but it's about putting this information out. I'm texting Miss Lady T because she got the information, and I know she's busy too. So like I said, we take time out of our day to discuss some of these topics. Now when we start talking about the carnal mind. Now, the word carnal is defined in the Greek to mean flesh. And sometimes the flesh is something that I always thought about as my skin, meaning what does it mean when we start talking about the flesh, which is a reference sometimes to what we call sinful nature. Now, since no one is perfect, meaning I'm not saying that there's a right, there's a wrong, but we, I just want to provide this information to you guys. 
Now, considering no one is perfect, and we all have sinful nature that dwells within us. Now, you know, I always got stuff to say, and we start talking about sinful stuff. I was telling my, I'm telling somebody yesterday, somebody got on my nerves so bad on a Zoom call. I want to Zoom slap them. Somebody said, I ain't never heard of being Zoom slap. I want to just Zoom slap him. <laughs> and that was sinful because I shouldn't have been thinking like that. That person needed some help, but that person needed a little touch. When we start talking about the sinful nature that dwells within us, with that being said, we all have the potential to fall victim to becoming carnally minded. We all do. And it is said that one should not love the world or anything in the world. And that's where I was getting confused because we get tempted in temptations and the flesh, and they say deny the flesh, and we look at all of these different things that are dangling the carrot in front of us. But we start talking about you shouldn't love anything in the world more than you love the Father, and it indicates if anyone loves the world, for the love of the Father is not in them. What do that mean? Now, Lady T just sent me a text. That's about give her 10 minutes. So hopefully she can come on and explain this in regards to what that actually means. And what, when we start talking about that, I also want to hear your thoughts when it comes to that. If we have all of these worldly treasures and, you know, people want the finer things in life, is that a bad thing? Now, when I went on to Facebook, and I posted on my Facebook page as it relates to that, and I'm trying to find it as I'm going through all of this because I don't remember exactly what I said, I indicated, are you conflicted between the flesh and the spirit? Because many of us are. I, we all want immediate gratification. We want to feel good. We want to look good. We want to, you know, all these things that we're talking about with the flesh, but we start talking about the spirit. What do that mean? Do you reflect that those, you love the world or worldly things more than anything else? Having a carnal mind is becoming a norm. Most individuals think that it is okay. What's wrong with it? I like to find the things in life. But how do you go about getting it? Now, on today's show, we're going to be talking about How do one actually become carnally minded and the signs of a carnally minded Christian? Because sometimes we as believers, we can be the worst. You know, we want the big cars, the big houses, we want all of these different things. But do that mean that we're being carnally minded because we desire these things? So those are some of the questions that I have, and I am going to wait on Lady T to answer some of these questions, because she can help me with this. Now, I want to share with you guys, and I'm trying to, not trying, I am, going through some of the information as I was putting this show together when it comes to answering some of the questions that I had. Don't know why this topic was basically of interest, but it brought a lot of things to my spirit in regard to how do we even identify if someone is carnally minded? What are some of the warning signs? How can you get back on track and get become focused? And going back into what the Word says, 
Now, I went to crawlthroughalks.com, and I'm going to go over some of the information that I learned as I was coming up with this topic, and they talk about seven warning signs of a carnally-minded Christian. And it says, for to be carnally-minded is death, but to be spiritually-minded is life and peace. So we say we want peace, because I know I needed me some peace a couple of weeks ago, and um, I feel it much better now. But when we start seeing, thinking about that, to be spiritually minded is a life of peace, and that's in Romans 8, 6. And Paul put in his letter to the church at the Romans, he writes these words about being carnally minded. It would be one thing if we were writing to unbelievers, but he was writing to the Christians. This means it is possible for you and me to become carnally minded, meaning it can happen to anyone. With the consequences, that's where we have a problem. As I'm doing, I'm online, I'm watching, my TV is on, I'm looking at the news, and they're talking about what's happening in regards to Afghanistan. Now, that war has been going on for a long time. Why do we always want to blame somebody for something? You know, keep on pulling out. We're just all over the place when it comes to certain things. Now, we, and I'm getting back to this topic and with the consequences because that was the consequence. We, no matter what we do, good or bad, there are going to be consequences. But when we start talking about that the consequences of this carnal mind is being death, this cannot be simply overlooked or dismissed. There's a great danger in having a carnal mind. It is dangerous. And how will you know when you are drifting from being spiritually minded are cornerly minded? That's a good question. Am I in the spirit or am I in the flesh? When I make these decisions, am I in the spirit or am I in the flesh? When I'm doing something, where am I? How will you know when you're drifting from being spiritually minded to being cornerly minded? There are warning signs of a cornerly minded Christian, but sometimes they can be missed are even difficult to diagnose. So I want to know, and I'm going to put it out there, if you have fallen victim or you know someone has fallen victim and what they can do. And again, I mentioned earlier, what does it mean to be carnal? And it means, and it says, they talk about the understanding of what the, the word means. The word in Greek means the flesh, which is a reference to your sinful nature. Since all of us have sinned or have sinful nature that dwells within us, like I say, we all do, we all have the potential to fall victim of becoming carnally minded. There is a three-headed monster that serves us as the backdrop of a carnal mind, and that is seen in 1 John. Again, do not love the world or anything in the world if anyone loves the world, loves the Father, is not in them. And Lady T is on because I wanted her to answer that question. Good morning, Lady T. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm good. <laughs> you know what? I want to thank you for being obedient and helping with this topic because this is something that we definitely need clarification about. Because as we're looking at what's going on in the world, we're looking at worldly things, and I know you said you're packing up moving and all of that, and people are transitioning, and 
you know, some people are holding mm-hmm. on to their money. Some people are trying to save. you trying to invest. We got so much going on in the world. When we start talking yeah. about being in the spirit, being in the flesh, and being carnal-minded or carnal-minded Christian, because I, I was going to get into some of the seven signs when you can be able to tell the difference. What is your take on that? What is your thought? Wow. Well, man, carnal mind. I mean, we have a lot of carnal-minded people and Christians, and you're right. It's so much going on right now, and it's hard for some people to maintain their faith and their trust in God. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, if you loved him from the beginning, and when you said you got saved and you said you loved him, you said you had a relationship, you should be able to maintain that like you maintain your marriage or another relationship, your friendships, your your sister and brother, you should be able to maintain that. And especially you, if he's done things for you. Well, my Go question ahead. is, how do we know when we've jumped out of the spirit and we're in the flesh? Because some people get you, confused. You know, you know that. When, when you come out of the spirit into the flesh, you know, because you'll do things that you know ain't right. You know in your mind it ain't right, but you still do it anyway. Because you're like, so oh, well, like, I, this is what I, this is what I got to do to get what I got to get. So God will forgive me. No, that's the wrong, that's the wrong mindset. Mm-hmm. I was talking to someone that's yesterday, and this person got angry with me, and the person started calling me stupid, you dumb, wow. you think you said that girl, girl, this man got on my nerve. He actually got on my nerve. He tried to bring me out of character is what he did. Right, right. He asked me a question. I gave him an answer. Because he didn't like my answer, he called me everything but the N-word or a child of God, and I was waiting on that one. And I was like, you know what? I thought to myself, I wish I could Zoom slap him, just slap him on Zoom. But then let me see, let me tell you what I did. I bet mean, what I did. What I did was the man had to be, he had to be on something. Something just was not connected, something right. So then he came back and he wanted to talk to me, and I told him I would talk to him the last 10 minutes. I would give him 10 minutes of my time. But because he was being so disrespectful of the other person that was talking to me, when the 10 minutes came, I said, I am not talking to you because you was disrespectful and you did not allow the other person their privacy, I am not talking to you. He said, you're not going to talk to me? You're not. Nope. Goodbye. <laughs> and that was so bad. And I know I was going back from the flesh to the spirit. <laughs> my flesh. If that man would have been in my office, my flesh probably would have been there and knocked him out. Are you going to just right. call me stupid? And, and, and you know what got me was I said to myself, this is probably how this person talks to his wife and his daughter and his other children. Right. I don't even know like that to be calling me out my name. So right. the end, we do not love the world or anything of the world. How about the Father? And the lust of the flesh, the love of the lust of the eyes. That's another one, Lady T, that get people in trouble is the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. Comes from the Father, but not of the world. So we get so caught up with wanting these worldly things and these worldly possessions, and even in First John two fifteen to sixteen, 
Now, it talks about the backbone of the carnality is the lust, which is an unhealthy attraction or desire for something. It's unhealthy, Mm -hmm. and we have this attraction for something that we know we ain't got no business messing with. It ain't yours. Right. If it's somebody else's husband, if you gloating over what somebody else got in their home, what they drive, it's not yours. We have unhealthy attraction and desire for something that don't belong to us. And usually when the lust grips your heart or mind, it becomes all-consuming. Because that's when people be losing their mind. They be going crazy. Any comments in regards to that? Because I know some people that's been stopped, where somebody then just wanted them and just would not leave them heck alone. Right. I'm sure we've all experienced that. There's things we wanted. There's things we've seen. There's things we've seen people have. And we're like, mm-hmm. I want that, and I'm I'm, I'm getting it no matter what. Now, I've, I've seen that happen, and I'm like, Mm-mm, can't, I can't do it, you know, can't do it. If it's that I want, I'm going to wait for it to go on sale or go down, or I'm going to wait to get the money or have, uh, you know, who bought it. So mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not, um, no, people do that, and that's, that's when they start getting in trouble because, it, it becomes an obsession. Yeah, and when it go. becomes an obsession, it starts to become a sin because now you're coveting. Mm-hmm. You're coveting something that don't belong to you because God gives us all our share. Mm-hmm. And if we want something, we make it happen, but you make it happen the right way because all all money ain't good money. There you and go. We, but we'll Girl. go out there and certain things for that money and we'll buy all the lavish stuff but guess what it may not be a month later or a year later but guess what while you live in large 15 years later here come the FBI busting in and you going to jail for the rest of your life girl uh uh-uh. uh no lady T for just a few years I don't years know what it is, mm-hmm. right. so what it is <laughs> but I have been so un- un- I have been so attacked by people it's like I'm in here minding my own business it bothers nobody. But I've just been like, oh, my God. It's like, like I said, it's like world star, world going walk, just wild. People are just so disrespectful. They can just say whatever they want to say. Glad this one yeah. man, I did a SAP assessment. Now, my SAP assessment, because I do the substance, I'm a substance abuse professional, most mm-hmm. people charge from 500 to $1,000. I charge 500 right. Girl, this right. one man got on my nerves so bad after I did this assessment, and he lied about everything pretty much that he could lie about. Right. That man got the, I gave that man his $500 back. He thought I was playing. I said, you know what? I'm going to give you your money back so you can go find somebody else. What is, girl, girl, honey, I gave that man $500 back. Take this money, even though you done wasted my time, here you go. I don't even want to be bothered with you. So sometimes people can take you there because, like you said, all money is not good money, but don't be so prideful that you walk away from a job or an assignment or something like that. But my thing is if I'm dealing with irate individuals and people that I know I just can't help, I'm not trying to do all of that because I will give you your money back. Get your money get away from me. I don't even want your money. Now, when we start talking about, 
the prime, and like I said, in the form of foundation or basis for developing a corner mind. This is, okay, I'll see that, Tammy. i got to call you right back. Okay. How do you become carnally minded? And like I said, I'm going to go into the seven warning signs of a carnally minded Christian or a believer, and I want to acknowledge the challenges because slipping into that carnal mindset usually goes from being spiritually minded to carnally minded in one moment or an instant, and it's usually a gradual drifting. Now, Lady T said we normally know, but sometimes it can't go unnoticed. And in this article, it talks about that they remember a pastor telling the story about how he was laying on a floating device in the ocean and just enjoying the water and sun. Then he came out of the water and couldn't find his family and thought he had, they had left him. What he didn't realize was while he was on the float, he had drifted down the water and he didn't even feel it. And that's how a person can fall into that carnal mind. You get to drifting, and the next thing you know, you're somewhere else. Now, here are the seven signs. One, you are concerned about yourself more than anything else. Then there's a difference between self-care and being selfish. Okay, Okay, no problem. I'm I'm talking about the seven signs. One, you are concerned more about yourself than anything else. We're living in a day age where we have become thrown that we worship at. Now, everything in our society is pushing towards the promotion of love of self, so we get that. And with the onslaught of social media, girl, Instagram, you got Snapchat taking these pretty pictures and all of that stuff. Girl, I'm sitting up here looking at me on Zoom. I mean, not on Zoom, on my iPad, like, ooh, I got a bump. I remember people told me that was a lack of nookie bump. I thought when I got old, I wasn't going to break out and get bumps no more. I'm like, really? How you going to be this old right. and get acne? That's a shame. A lot of times we try to promote ourselves, and we got these selfies going on, and, you know, we want to be at nice places. And even with COVID, Lady T, you've got individuals mm-hmm. all over the place. I mean, they just, right. I'm going to mess up. Correct. And even with the um even with the math thing, you've got people individuals that have literally just lost their mind. Even with that. Mm-hmm. I was looking at um something it was an article. Good to see it took me off Facebook. I was looking at an article and the article was showing that or indicating that a teacher, an elementary school teacher was beaten on the first day by a father angry about a mask mandate. I said, then I want to do this man realize that if he did this in front of kids, he could be arrested for child abuse, child endangerment, because you just did this in front of children, which you just traumatized them. And on top of you traumatizing the children, you also just assaulted someone else. And this happened in California. Uh, California, it says, a teacher in California was punched by a parent who was angry about a school math mandate. The teacher was sent to the hospital after suffering lacerations to his face, official said. The parent has been banned from showing up at the elementary school. It should have been way more than just being banned because this person should go to jail and this person could also be charged with child endangerment because he probably just traumatized a lot of people and he could be sued by the person that he hit. 
Now, I'm not a lawyer, so I'm not trying to give any legal advice, but I do know certain things when it comes to the law. But I also know we got to be careful with how we interact with other individuals. Now, although this individual is consumed about himself more than anything else in their child, but you just can't hurt and take things out on other people. And it also said, like I said, the incident occurred when a parent who was picking up their daughter at the Sutter Creek Elementary School saw her wearing a face mask covering in line with the school district's COVID-19 policy. The father proceeded to get into a heated argument with the school principal over the matter, which he allegedly called the situation a conspiracy and claimed children are being treated like animals. Really? You know, now I'm, I'm sitting here concerned. My grandson did his first day of school, and now the second day of school, he couldn't even go to school because he's sick. So now i got to tell my daughter to go get him tested for COVID, and we got to figure out what we're going to do. Now, so please keep us in prayer because whatever he is experiencing, I really hope he hear it and start experiencing the healing. Because if i got a babysit, I don't want the COVID. I really don't. But I know i got to help my daughter with this situation, but... Hopefully he can get better much sooner because here we got individuals not wanting their children to be wearing masks, and they're thinking about themselves, but they're not thinking about other people. So we got to do better. And like I said, we start talking about these things, and so one of the places to check, and which many people don't think about, is your prayer life. Check your prayer life. What do you spend most of your time praying about? If it's just about you, and your needs, that can be quite selfish. So Jesus gave us praying for your needs was part of it, but not all of it. If every part of your prayer revolved around you and all the time, be careful, you might be drifting towards a carnal mind. You cannot make it out about you. Yes, you got to take care of you. Yes, you put you first. Yes, you do, but you got to, you know, you got to know the hierarchy of all of that. The second one is you are obsessed with getting more and never satisfied with what you have. We always see that, or we see that quite a bit, especially when it comes to children. Some husbands say that about the wives, the wives, but greed. Greed is not just wanting more. It is also feeling never having enough or being content with what you have. Sometimes we have to be grateful for what we got, gratitude. And when we start obsessing over it, I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that. And sometimes we can put ourselves in a debt. I mean, the government has given out so much money to individuals, but yet so many individuals are still struggling, and some individuals didn't even do right with the money that they had. And then when it comes time to take care of something that they got to take care of, then they don't have it. But we got to be careful with what we do when it comes to greed and not be wasteful. Now, it indicates in this article, the Bible equates greed with idolatry. When greed sets in, it's easy to become carnal because your soul desire becomes the pursuit of more. When you are never satisfied or you feel like you you can get more, and I can relate that to going to the casino, which I have not been, because I watch people chase this high. I watch individuals get this. I'm like, you know what? I ain't got time for this. I got stuff. I got to do. So 
When greed also can show up when you begin to desire the blessing of God more than God himself, meaning you want what God can do for you and not that you just want God in your life. If you're following God because of what you can get from him, then the lust of the flesh has been... Okay, I'm back. Okay, no problem. I'm talking about when you are obsessed with getting more and never satisfied with what you got. And when you check your prayer life, you start praying more for what you want God to do for you and not more that Mm -hmm. you want God into your life. That's for others. Mm-hmm. A big old yes. problem, and see, a lot of times, yes. even in church, people will go, will go to the altar. They go into the altar asking for prayers for them, like, God, please right. let me do this. God, it, ain't, it can't be no me, 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 me. So no, it can't. I'm obsessed with that. Yeah, it can't always be about you, because when you make it always about you, Notice that you're not the one. The one you should be praying for, praying for is the one that's getting blessed with what you're asking God for for you. Mm-hmm. They're receiving what you're asking God because you should be asking for others. Now, I know when I pray, I pray for everybody. I, I pray for my covering, but I also pray for if there's something in me, remove it, you know, because I don't want to be saying something about somebody and my hands are dirty. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I have to make sure I'm good. I'm in right standing. I'm not messed up. Now, something I will not do, if somebody say, can you pray for me? If I'm having a bad day or I'm doing something or I done done something, I'm like, Lord, I'm, not, I'm just not in the right mood. I'm not going to pray for somebody and pray in anger because I'm mad about something that happened with me and put that on them. I'm not going to do that. I'd be like, you know what? You got to tell people to learn how to pray for themselves, and then you know when I'm mm-hmm. when I'm feeling better, I'll pray for you because you don't want to mm-hmm. transfer nothing to nobody because we all right. have if bad I, days and we all go through God something. God can answer their prayers just like He can answer your prayer, and a lot of times right. individuals you got more credit. Like God gonna listen to you. I like, hey, He gonna listen to me too if I go to Him right or if I take it to Him in prayer. So we just have to be mindful right. of that, and also like I said, of greed because sometimes we get so obsessed, we're never satisfied, we're never happy, we're not content. No. And it doesn't mean that God wants us to live in poverty or anything like that. That's not what that means. No, no. We've got to be no. careful with, with greed. we really got to right. be careful with Right, right. There's a difference, you know, because there's some people that are rich, but they're not greedy. Right. They don't mind right. sharing with anybody. And there's some people that don't have much, but they're not greedy either. Like the little they have, they still want to share it. They still mm-hmm. want to give. I'm a giver all day long. I'll give the clothes off my back. Mm-hmm. I give, 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 give. And I know some people take my kindness for weakness as they'll do other people, take other people's kindness for weakness. But then over time you start to you start to get wise, you start to hear, and you start to listen. And you start to know, okay, this person only comes around when they want something. Oh, this person know I'm about to come up on something, so they're trying to get in my good graces. Oh, you want to mm-hmm. hang out? Oh, you want to do this? Oh, what about this? Oh. Or they give you their sob story. Yeah, man, I can't do this because I need this and I don't have enough money because they know you're about to come into something. But you have to pick up on these things because God will lead mm-hmm. you and show you who you can help. And then you still can't be selfish. You still have to help that person. But nine times out of ten, God will lead you to help somebody you don't want to help. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And, and not you only that, too, 
just because I got it don't mean I got to give it to you. I might have right. to be a blessing to somebody else. It may not be your turn all the time. Right. You know, so right. some people think that, well, she got it, or I know I can call so-and-so mm-hmm. or so-and-so. Right, so, 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 right, so, right. right. So you know, she got the right to mm-hmm. tell you, not right now. Because what happened mm-hmm. is that so-and-so will enable you and handicap you, and now you're dependent on that other person, and now that person is becoming carnal-minded because they're not getting it from God. They're depending on somebody else. It's like the idolatry. You worshiping somebody else instead of worshiping instead of knowing that God is your provider. Now right. the third one talks about Lady T is it says, Do you think you are more than you really are? Pride. That is wow. you transition from wow. to the flesh yeah. is your pride. That is a what one inside like one the of these <laughs> what? I said, what do they say, trying to be like the Joneses? All day. <laughs> and the thing <laughs> is, pride. And with, with quarterly minded Christians, and many times they don't even acknowledge its presence. Because they'll be like, oh, well, they just hating on me. Are they just jealous? Are they, girl, I don't even want the Joneses' bills. I don't want their taxes. I don't want nothing right. got to do with that. And most individuals who are prideful will never be willing to admit it. Pride right. can take on many forms, many forms. Yes. It's like defense defense mechanisms. There's a lot of different defense yes. mechanisms, and that can look different. Yes. Pride can look different. And you have to be yes. very careful because it is very easy to slip from humility to pride. I saw something, and it was posted on Facebook, and it said, um, I'm humble, but I'm not weak. And see, sometimes people get it confused. So humility and pride. Now, we got to be careful with that. And now, if you ever start thinking that you are indispensable or that this mm-hmm. can't happen without you, then be careful pride is slipping in. I tell individuals, right. I heard a person say, no, me and Mr. Tony got into it a couple of weeks ago, right? We got into it, but I called him because I wanted to talk because mm-hmm. I was dealing with a lot and I wanted to talk. He thought mm-hmm. I was calling and like I was bragging. I was not bragging. I was sharing something with him, and I don't know where he was in the spirit, but he took it the wrong way. And I listened, and I got mm-hmm. home, and I said, okay, sometimes you know who your friends are. So the next yeah. day he called called me out the blue, because I was going to call him back. He called me mm-hmm. and said something to me because he heard it in my voice. And I told him, I said, I was calling you because I was under a lot of stress, and even though my mouth would say, I'm fine, I'm okay, girl, my body was all broke out and high. Just It was, just, it was horrible. Yeah. I showed him the pictures. And it made him see things from a different perspective because he's thinking, you calling me at 1130 at night. You call, I was calling because I just wanted somebody to talk to. But you know what? I should have just went to God in prayer instead of trying to call him. That's what right. I did. But I called him because I wanted to hear a friendly voice and just have somebody mm-hmm. to laugh and talk to. But he took it to a point where, oh, you just calling the brag because you got this, you got that. Ain't got nothing to do with that. Absolutely nothing to do with that. Now, wow. again, when we start thinking that we're indispensable and nothing can happen, 
I tell people all the time, honey, life will go on. I was telling the person the other day, we were talking about a job, and my daughter brought it to my attention. Your job will give you two weeks. You go die, they go bury you, they go move your stuff out, and two weeks they got a new person working there. Okay, let me know this right. person on. We got a caller calling in. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio, number engineer 39. How are you doing? Good. I just came across your show, and I actually have quite a bizarre life, and especially when it relates to spiritual-type people, it really gets tricky sometimes with discernment. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. uh, I always say, though, that time will always show where someone's coming from. So give it enough time, and you'll you'll find out. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for calling in. Well, today we're talking about the carnal mind, and I was providing some tips. And this information I got from Crosswalk, so it ain't like Jeanette just making this stuff up. And I'm talking about how do a person know when they're becoming carnal-minded or when they're in the flesh or in the spirit. Because as we are gathering all this information and all of this stuff is coming to us, sometimes individuals get torn between the flesh and the spirit, the world. And, you know, I've heard the saying, I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. And a lot of times individuals find it very difficult to comprehend what that actually means. And I was sharing earlier where a person had asked me the other day, well, do you watch the news? I said, yes. Well, why do you watch the news? It's fake news. I said, because I want to be informed. Just because I'm being informed, I have to discern and I have to use wisdom to realize what's for me, what's not for me. I mean, just because I'm watching a commercial and I see a Tesla doesn't mean I'm going to run to the Tesla dealership because I want to do some of the worldly things or do things that I think that because this is going to make me look cool. So today's show is basically designed to provide some information to help individuals. And the, the one that I'm on now is when you think that you are indispensable, meaning do you think that you are more than what you really are, that's when you know you're in the flesh. We talked about pride. We talked about greed. We talked about um, being obsessed with getting more, never being satisfied. What did you think on the or being carnal-minded? Sorry, what did you think on that? Talking to me? No, I'm talking to the guy that just called in. I didn't get his name. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. My name is uh, Hugh, and uh, I actually was blessed with a earth angel wife for 35 and a half years who taught me unconditional love. She passed in 2007, and then I experienced, uh, I never met the person physically, but I felt a, like a body, mind, and spirit, almost like a twin flame connection with a woman who was putting out love and said she was holding a place in her heart of love for mankind, so that resonated very deep with me. I said I would support her in that, and then we started having conversations that were just unbelievably deep with love. Over time, though, she started becoming evasive and projecting a little negativity towards me, and so I started watching closely and at one point, uh, she thought she could manipulate me into fear, and I called her out on that and then discovered what I was actually dealing with was a full-blown sociopath narcissist. 
And it's very sad because uh, she did at one point tell me that she had encountered sexual abuse from an older brother. So I don't think she ever got the proper counseling or healed from that, even though she claimed she did. And uh, I'm sorry. I hear not to cut you off. I hear what you're saying in regards to that. But she may have been dealing with some things, but she was talking about how you met her, and she could have sought you out because you were the widow. And a lot of times when we're looking for love, and individuals are not always like-minded, so therefore we have to use discernment. And it doesn't mean we hold on to these things because there are a lot of individuals with narcissistic, borderline personality, avoiding personality, antisocial. There's a lot of wickedness out there, a lot. And sometimes we may think that we're helping someone, but just, and if a person can spitefully use you, but then we have to be mindful that we don't carry that pain because hurt people will hurt other people. So I want to get back on topic. So I heard what you're saying in regards to this particular person. I don't know if you're still with the person. I don't know if you cut ties, if you let them go. But once you started seeing all of that, and like you said, you, she connected on you with you because we have different levels of intimacy, different types of intimacy. And she probably came with you at intellectual intimacy and spiritual intimacy, and that was very attractive to you, especially after the loss of your wife. So then she, she got in, and once she got in, got to clutch it. Sometimes people go for your pocket. But then you got to be mindful of these things because there are things that people out there like that. Now, the, the next one, Lady T, when it talks about one of the seven signs, do you find yourself unwilling to forgive? There's a lot of incidents we talk about the corner mind is individuals will punish themselves because they don't understand that forgiveness is a choice and it's setting the person you free and not holding yourself bondage to what someone else has done. It seems like we live in a society where it's, we're so quick to blame people. They did this to me. They did that to me. I'm a victim of this. I'm a victim. But we have to go back from being a victim to being a survivor and being able to. I, don't, I will never tell a person, even in therapy, to get over something. But I will say you can get through it. And we get through it when we change right. our perception of it. Now, Lady T, being right. the first lady in the church, and we're talking about the carnal mind, but would individuals find themselves unwilling to forgive? What's your take on that? You can tell them all day long, just forgive them, because they don't know what that means. Right. Some some people, they they just find it hard to forgive, because if you have to say, I forgive you, but I ain't going to forget, then you're not forgiving. You don't even have to say that. And some people, you know they don't forgive you because you, you, you look over, you glance, they're over there rolling their eyes, or they or they talking about you, or they telling them, people, no, you shouldn't trust them, you shouldn't talk to them. And then they keep in their distance, make, you know, giving a sob story. So you you have to be careful because forgiveness is huge. And is. God forgave us. He forgives us. So that's one of the main things is we have to forgive because why walk around with a chip on your shoulder 24-7, which will um, eventually turn your heart into bitterness, and you're just walking around angry all the time. 
and everybody's wrong, you're always right. Why even go through that? We can just say, you know what, I forgive you because you can't change what happened. Correct. You can't and you know go what? backwards. You only can go forward. On that from a therapeutic perspective, you cannot change what happened. Even we talk about PTSD and trauma, yeah. but you can change your perception of it, meaning, yes, this happened, but I don't feel about it the way I used to. Yes, this person wrongfully, spitefully used me, cheated on me, beat me, took my money, but I don't feel the way I did when these things happened to me. And I forgave them, and once I forgave them, I got more. Once I let that pain go, I was able to see things differently. I had a person even ask me the other day, Jeanette, would you get married again? I said, yes. They said, why? Yes. Because I know better. I know to be mindful. I know to use and let God be in my marriage, in my relationship, and not Jeanette be the one to be thinking, well, I'm going to try to do this. I'm gonna no, because I got it all wrong. So the thing yes. is, well, I-, I don't. I have anything against marriage or the institution of marriage, but if a person comes knocking on my door with a ring, uh-uh, uh-uh, baby, you're, you ain't right. Your character ain't right. Your finances ain't right. Your ain't right. And I ain't passing judgment. But by that same token, there's a difference between trauma and baggage. And a well, lot of times... take the approach. What did you oh, say? You have to take the... Uh-oh. You're breaking up. Oh, can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Oh, yes. We have to take the approach. This is the approach we have to take. When something happens to you, you have to look at it like this. You know what? It happened to me, but I will not allow it to control me. Yeah. Because if you even I, – I, something uh, traumatizing happened to me, but guess what? Enough was enough. I had to let it go, and I had to forgive, and I had to I had to let it go, and I was able to talk about it because I didn't want it to control me anymore. Enough. You you've controlled enough of my life, and then because we start to use it as an excuse every time. Well, you know, when we do something wrong, we want to go back to what happened to us and use it as an excuse, and that's not okay. You can't use what happened to you as an excuse to hurt someone else or not to forgive someone. But you know that, Lady T, when we're talking about a corner mind, and that's part of it, is individuals will say, I can't forgive. I will never forgive. But as long as you hold on to that, I tell individuals, even doing counseling and therapy, you cannot love and hate at the same time. How can I go with a man and he hate his mother or hate his ex-wife, but I expect him to love me? I'm going to get treated just like them because he's going to project some things onto me and not even realize it. So you want the person to be healthy because when you learn to forgive and you practice forgiveness, you'll be at a peace that you have a joy that nobody can take from you. And unforgiveness is a horrible and it doesn't line up with God's character. If you don't forgive, then you're behaving like the world, and the world has no appetite for forgiveness. Once you are or something that is what you always are, that is not how it works in the kingdom of God. If you have no appetite for forgiveness, then search your heart because you could be displaying a carnal mindset. That one is huge. That's not to pass judgment, 
but it's it's, it's a learn. You got to learn it. You got to teach it. And and I will not tell the person because all relationships may not be reconciled. Some people right. You got to leave them alone. Leave them alone. I be like, look, I ain't got no bail money, so I need to leave you alone before I mess around and catch the case. So mm-mm, stay away from me. I forgive you, but I don't have to interact with you. I forgive, and you right. don't have to tell people you save them. Girl, that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of forgiveness. Right. I forgive you, and you don't even know I forgave you. You look at me, you be ready to run, or you be ready to go. Girl, I ain't thinking about you. <laughs> right. No, that's true. Uh-huh. Okay. I got somebody who wanted to join in my okay. video on Facebook. I'm trying. Oh, I'm all sitting up here trying to figure this thing out. I'm pressing the. See, she going to make me, okay, let me see. I hope I did it right. I'm adding her on here. So, and, and that's the thing. So a lot of times individuals don't know. Another one it talks about, Lady T, in regards to one of the seven signs, it says, are you seeking pleasure with no boundaries? Now, that is huge with a carnal mind, meaning you want all these good things, you want all these pleasures, and it goes back to what you said earlier, you don't care how you go about getting it whatsoever. And that is a sign of the less subdued warning signs of the cardinally minded Christian. It's a pursuit of pleasure. You want it to feel good. And the mindset says that you will do what you want when you want. Any comments in regards to that, Lady T? Okay, I guess Lady Tina disappeared. But when you have no boundaries, you have no respect. You just out there. You just running wild. So when it goes into that and it says the mindset that says you can do what you want when you want, and when this way of thinking sets in, things are black and white in the scripture. They become gray, and what was once thought sinful becomes acceptable, or you make excuses that allow it to become acceptable. That's what it says. Ain't nobody perfect. Well, who do you think you are? And this is dangerous territory, and if it continues, the distinction between those in the church and those in the world begin to disappear. You know, Lady T, that's one of the things that is one of the biggest problems is respect. A lot of individuals don't respect individuals, especially believers, because we see that individuals are double-minded. We see that individuals are hypocritical. We see that individuals are saying one thing and they're doing something else or they're living differently. We see that they're, like, double-minded. We see the, the arrogance. We, we, see the, we see a lot of different things. And it turns a lot of people off. Caller, anything you want to say in regards to that when we talk about one of the things with a carnal mind is seeking pleasure with no boundaries? Because it sounds like that person that was coming at you had no boundaries. Uh, yes, exactly, actually. Uh, if you hang on to my number, I don't want to divulge it over the or your show, but I have been on other shows. This woman actually had a blog talk show. That's where I first came into contact with her. I also had a friend who was former internal affairs police for a state for about eight years, and he initially, when I was telling him about her, and he also had blog talk shows. He's passed on, uh, sadly, back in November 2020. But he said initially the way it looked is that she might have some legitimate, uh, the way she was portraying what I was doing, 
that it might be somewhat legitimate, but she actually went to the point of blocking my landline from all blog talk shows for the period of three years. Now, my friend that was former law enforcement on my behalf tried to attempt blog talk to unblock my line. He was unsuccessful. But again, through time and through monitoring, I came across some pretty interesting information that came out of her mouth where she even said that she had gone to school with the son of Sam killer in New York who was involved in the satanic cult. And I brought that to the attention of blog talk and said, you never really paid attention to what was told to you from one side. You just went with what this person had said. Now, do you want to keep pursuing that? Immediately, they unblocked my line. It took three years, but I, and I, I'm full of forgiveness, love, and prayer for this woman. I would never want to interact directly with her, but again, she provided me with quite a story as well as other stories I have that I have a deep faith, uh, and when I let go and let God, I'm not responsible for what happens to you, but I pray that before you go back into spirit, uh, uh, and I would still, you know, have a dialogue to resolve how did I trigger you to do the things that you did to me, because that's lessons that need to really be looked at and brought forth for others. And I've had other very interesting people that I've interacted with, including uh, Maya Angelou on a blog talk show. I could make you aware of all these things if you want to hang on to my number, because I don't do email or texting. Me, but. You called before and you shared with us about the poem and everything that you've done with Maya, well, with Maya Angelou. You shared that because I know oh, you remember Oh, okay, your great. Book. Then you know who I am. I do know who you are. I remember. I, I have a very strong discernment. I, I mean, I tell people I know what I need to know when I need to know it. If I don't need to know it, I don't want to know it. I don't want to be right. boggling but the reason I'm saying this is I don't want this woman hurting other people in the way she was sophisticatedly, uh, you know, tried to play with me. So I have outed her on the but, Internet to some degree, and she has shut down her blog talk shows and stuff. Hurt people will hurt other people. Sometimes you got to ask for a covenant around you. I tell individuals, and, and, and I've, I've, I've found this to be true with my 55 years on earth. When an individual means me no good, even if they're in my family, they will leave me alone. Because mm -hmm. I would rather for you to leave me alone than to try to be in my face knowing you don't like me or knowing you don't care for me or you have no good will towards me. Leave me alone. And I am so grateful for that because sometimes when we go, and this is the next one, it says, are you worshiping people and ideas more than worshiping God? Sometimes individuals get caught up in this loneliness where they need a friend or they want somebody around them. Or they You're in the flesh. You're not in the spirit. Because when mm -hmm. you're in the spirit, you can walk around, be by yourself, and enjoy your life. And that is a big part of the carnal mind is wanting what, like I said, wanting what you want, and this includes worshiping people and ideas. That can get you mm -hmm. what you want. Sometimes we're so busy and we're so into, well, this person can get me this and that person can get me that and da 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 and then we just all over the place. And this happens. Mm -hmm. desires become more important than God's desires. Lady T, what do right. you think about that? Because sometimes we got people that are worshiping people and they're not worshiping God. 
Are they worshiping the idea right. of what another person has? Right, right. Say? We're right. We're on the outside looking in, and we see someone, and just because they're portraying God, that don't mean they're living it. And mm. and we get so caught up on wanting to be like that person that we don't realize that our lives are in turmoil because we want to be like that person because their life is actually in turmoil because you're only seeing the surface. You're not seeing what's behind closed doors. <laughs> you see what they want you to see, you know. Right. I, I, I remember right. a couple of weeks ago, I think it was last weekend, Ryder was walking around in my house shoes, in my shoes. He said, Granny, I'm in your shoes. I said, Ryder, you, baby, you don't want to be in my shoes. You don't know what your granny be having to go through. Yes. I, so a lot I'm of times people are outside looking in, and they don't have a clue. Right, and right, they so busy right. worshiping people, and they're not worshiping and developing their relationship with God. God can bless you just like they may have been blessed, or they could have got their stuff by other means. So, I, you know, I'm not going to get into the legitimacy of some, some things, but we got to be careful because one indicator Instead of treating people equally and holding them account about, we excuse people's behaviors and yes. because people yes. do something that something well, you got to be careful because you ask God, you're up there worshiping somebody, and you asking God, oh, I want somebody just like them. And then when God gives you somebody just like them and you get that other side you ain't seen, you're going to be like, Lord, this ain't what I asked for. Yes, it is. Oh, you didn't because know that. you see I, I, the side you worship, I, 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 and you see the side you didn't didn't want to worship, <laughs> but you didn't. He probably said it best, and I mean, he didn't say it this way, but I'm putting it like this. You know, <laughs> you got a man. Are you looking at this man, and he bought his wife a Mercedes, or he bought his wife rings? His wife is girl. She just flawless. Okay, you think what well, if I get him, I'm gonna get this, 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 this? Girl, you might get a pinto, and don't even sell pintos no more. You might not. You might get a, a cubic cobia. <laughs> Your ring ain't even a real you ring. Might, think you, got you might get a moped. You might get a moped. You might get a scooter. <laughs> you know, and you sit up here worshiping and idolizing, thinking you got this woman, man, and you ain't got nothing. All the work she probably yeah. did with that man, where you probably did her right. favor. So if people right. don't realize that, so we need to be careful with that in regards to worshiping people and people's ideas more than worshiping God. Ask God to send you. And be careful when you ask God to send you a man or a woman, because he may just send you that, and it may not be what you want, what you need. Right. You know what? You you better off saying, Lord, I want someone like you. I know they can't be perfect like you. I know they can't be all-known, but someone that's similar to you. Because, look, (laughs) <laughs> uh-uh, Lady T, I got to share this with, with you, right? I was dealing with a situation with ordering a bed, and I meant to call you to consult with you because at yeah. first I was impulsive because I'd be trying to work my So I go to, because I was in so much pain a couple of weeks ago, I went to the sleep number bed. So I wind up with almost a $9,000 bed, okay? No headboards, just a bed. Because the man saw me pull up, so he figured, I'm going to sell her the most expensive thing in the store. And he did. But my bed was supposed to be delivered on Monday, but I couldn't get my bed delivered because I got to get my carpet installed, which everything got backed up. So now my carpet is being installed on the 19th of this month, which is tomorrow. 
and no, not tomorrow, on the 19th, which is Thursday. And my bid now is not coming to until September 28th. But this, this, this is the more behind the story, We're talking about this stuff. I go back to the store, and I tell the people, because I canceled my order for the $9,000 bid. So I go from a cow king, because I was going to use my handboard I got, and I was going to go to a king, because I figured I don't need no cow king bid. It was just, just why I got, my room ain't that big. Girl, why when I walk out the store, instead of spending the almost 9000 that you'll try to give me a bill almost over 10000 how I go in there and change my order and wind up spending more money? I said, oh, no, I ain't going out like that. I told that man, give me a queen. It's just me. My big butt can fit in the queen. Debbie, <laughs> 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 my bill was smaller. Now I got a $6,000 bill. I went from eight, almost 9000 to almost ten, eleven thousand, to back down to six thousand, and I got my handbook. Because the thing is, I was thinking outside the box and still trying to keep things the way it was with a cow king bed. I did not need no cow king bed. I ain't gonna do that. I'm gonna put a bunch of clothes on the side of the bed. So therefore, <laughs> give me a queen. <laughs> I take a queen. Yeah. These prices are ridiculous. Now, mm-hmm. when the seventh one it talks about is, is your love for others growing cold? That's another thing when you know you're out of the spirit and you're into the flesh. One of the greatest yeah. things the test that they talk about is where you stand is your love for other people. Honestly, individuals believe it's impossible to truly be walking with God, full in the spirit, and there is no love for people in your heart. That's the problem. You cannot yeah. love God and not love people. God said it himself. Whoever yes, claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have not seen who they have seen cannot love God who they have not seen. And that's in first John four twenty. That kinda of goes back to what I was saying earlier, Lady T, when we talk about, you know, a person that say, Oh, he loved me, oh we together, we don't get married but he don't get along with his mama. Or he don't. He got strife with his ex. That's gonna be a problem. So, Lady T, what can a person do? Because I know we done ran out of time. What can a person do if they're struggling yes. with being carnal minded? What can they do? Pray. Okay. And you said pray, and that sounds easy. That sounds easy, Lady T, to just pray. It's no, but it's hard. You, you have prayer. to you, pray. You know, you I, just... I like the song, Creating Me a Clean Heart, I Want to Be Right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a struggle. Sometimes you got to isolate yourself from people. Sometimes you got to you gotta take it and you got to take baby steps. Because sometimes mm-hmm. individuals, when they talk about just go pray, they don't even know what to do, what to say. Just like Lord, you shifted from being... Lord, help me with this. I'm struggling. Just like you shifted from, you know, being, you know, right-minded to being carnal-minded, ask God to shift the atmosphere. Ask him to make you better than who you were before Mm -hmm. you allowed the enemy to come in and change your mind. Go back Mm -hmm. to what you know Mm -hmm. and rebuild. Because you know, you know, oh, my God, I got like this because I got caught up. Okay, well, how you got caught up, think about that and then go back and be like, you know what, no, I'm done. I'm not doing this because I was better off when I was serving God. 
better off. And now look, my life turned up. It's upside down. Even though I have some of the things I wanted, the way I got it, it's starting to weigh on me. And now, mm-hmm. you know, because of who I really am, because I really do love the Lord, but I did some things to get some things that don't agree with me, and now it's starting to weigh on me, and now it's starting to affect me. Now it's starting to bother me, and now I have mm-hmm. to get it right. And you know what? And that's what yeah, you also need in prayer. Asking for forgiveness, taking it to the Lord in prayer, ask to be delivered, ask him to clean it up, and ask him if anything you see in me that ain't right, please take it out of me. Now, I'm looking at this article, and it talks about, am I carnally minded, where there is envy, strife, and divisions amongst you, you are, and it talks about being carnality, and that's in 1 Corinthians. The natural man or unbeliever knows nothing about carnality. The desire of the flesh warning against the spirit, and the spirit warning against the flesh, which began at, at rebirth, what are, or what produce carnality and the awareness? That's why I wanted to bring this up today. Tammy, is to talk about an awareness because people are really, really struggling. They're really, really struggling. And they're trying to come out and say, oh, but some may want to come out of the darkness. Some may want to find the light. Some may want some peace but don't know how to go about it. And it says, if the Spirit of God detects anything in you that is wrong, he doesn't ask you to make it right. He only asks you to accept the light of truth. And then he will make it right. A child of the light will confess sin instantly and stand completely open before God. That's what we're taking in prayer. But a child of the darkness will say, oh, I can explain that, or the light shines, and the spirit brings conviction of sin. Be a child of the light. Confess your wrongdoings. That doesn't mean confess your wrongdoings to your friend, to your mama, because they may not be willing to forgive you. Take it to God. Take it to your higher power. And when you confess your wrongdoings, and God will deal with it. Because he can work it out, he can work it out with you. However, you will try to vindicate yourself. You prove yourself to be a child of the darkness. What is the proof of the carnality has gone? Never deceive yourself. When carnality is gone, you'll know it. It is one of the most real things you can imagine. And God will see it that you have a number of opportunities to prove yourself the miracle of his grace. The proof is in the very practical test. You will find yourself saying, if this had happened before, I would have had the spirit of resentment. And you will never cease the most amazing person that God has put you on earth to be, and God will be on your side. Like I said, when I had that situation yesterday, and this person was really, really getting on my nerve, calling me all kind of names, and I was talking mm-hmm. to the person like, would you want to talk to me? But if you want to talk to me, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, in my mind, I'm thinking, I can ignore this because I can be a professional. I ain't got a problem with this because I see this is a problem. But I knew that that person really needed my help. I knew that that person needed me to speak up and stand up where they couldn't. But for what the things that that person said to me, girl, like I said, I want to Zoom slap that person. But I was able to forgive them because I know they didn't know any better. And when that person mm-hmm. did want to talk to me, I had to set boundaries. So Mm -hmm. we know the difference between the flesh and the spirit, but we also Mm -hmm. have to learn to respect ourselves, respect our worth, our self-worth, and learn how to set boundaries. Anything you want the listeners to know, Lady T, before we leave the show today? Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, just, you know, if you have went over to a carnival, just think about where you used to be. And think about, you may not have had everything you wanted, but you were at peace. And being at peace is more important than having material things. Peace of mind is everything. So just just think about that. And if you got yourself into a place that you don't think you can get yourself out of, God can do anything but fail. He can get you out of wherever you are. He makes a way of escape for all of us. So just get on your knees, pray, call on him, and he will answer you and he will direct your path. Well, Lady T, thank you for joining me. I'll be glad when I get my bed. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. I tell them I got my house painted, right? Lord, I was so mad at uh-huh. the painters. But I paid them the money they grew to have. My house has been a mess. So I finally got <laughs> this house. I ain't bought my house in Minnesota yet, but I finally got mm-hmm. the house there. It looked like I live here. Because you know it ain't look like I lived here since 2013 when I first moved in here. <laughs> I finally yeah. got it. It's so and uh, I told the guy that was painting my room, I said, can you paint my room like my family room? Because when I get in my bed, right. I get in my bed. I'm going to stay in my bed, you know, because mm-hmm. I need that. I'm going to get me some rest. I'm going to get me some peace. I'm going to have me mm-hmm. some joy, and I'm going to stay in the mm-hmm. spirit, but I'm going to make sure that I'm aware of all this other stuff that's going on around me. Carter, you have anything yeah. you want the callers to the listeners to know before we go off the air today? Yes, I thank God for the wife I was given and blessed with that taught me unconditional love. And I say to people that we all came from spirit, even an atheist can't deny that. I have problems with some religions that they're not leading you to a personal heart to God relationship. They're just a third-party manipulator. If all the religions on the planet function properly, nobody would be deprived clean water, food, and proper shelter. And any religion that tells you to kill someone is not a religion at all. It's a terrorist organization. But spirituality and unconditional love is where it's all at. In any circumstance, if you can get your heart-to-God resonance correct, You'll see your way through anything, and I have examples. Again, if you wanted to give me a call, there's a big website that documents things, and I ask people to pray for this woman. I do forgive her, and if she wanted to come forward to speak about things, but she doesn't seem to want to do that, and she's not the only one, and that's where I stand in truth and light. And, again, uh, there... As long as that, you're going to be tested. That's what happened to me. But that's yeah, where it's a blessing. You're going to be tested. But this is the thing. If that woman never comes forth, if that person never presents itself, you work on you. Oh, I am. No, I, I. that's why I say I tell people to pray for her. I'm not looking to necessarily interact with her. I'm doing exactly what you said. And I, I was... I have a deep faith and resonate with Jesus Christ, and I, I bring forth things for people to contemplate. On January 1st, 2011, I empowered the word joy, and I say there's a hidden meaning which you discover when you create a word from each of the letters, and the hidden meaning is Jesus optimizes you. So I, I put things out into the world that are simple and basic, and that's what people have to look at and really understand it's a choice. We all have free will, 
and you can go positive or negative. When you go negative a number of times, maybe it's time to switch to the positive. That's the love energy, and there's nothing more powerful. So, again, it's it's all based on choices, but forgiveness, love, and prayer are the true values in life. And you know what? And like I said, you're going to find a lot of people. you got people on Facebook that ain't even who they say they are. you got people right. end up being hacked. you got people hacking into you, people's stuff. and It's just so much stuff going on. I, I laugh at individuals when they come at me sometimes. I had a person that was, they hacked a pastor's um, Instagram. And I know that that ain't that pastor. I know it ain't. I can tell by the things that said. And I told him, I said, you know what? You you realize you just hacked a pastor, the man of God's account. That person hurried up and deleted me. <laughs> they don't talk to me no more. You in trouble for that one. You went to the pastor's account and hacked the pastor's Instagram. You know, so there's a lot of individuals out there like that. So you just want to make sure that you're mindful, that you don't harden your heart, that you don't get to the point to where you become one and to misuse individuals because it happened to you. And even when you're telling your story and your testimony, it's like, what did you learn from it? How can you grow? How can you be more self-aware? Because God says vengeance is mine. You don't need to punish that person, but also don't punish yourself because of what another person did to you. There's a poem, and it's written by, I think it's Charles Wendell, and he talks about in life it is 10% of what a person do to you. 90% 90% of how you react and respond. So we have to remember that. No, we ain't trying to, we, no, we ain't all there. We ain't all Jesus yet. But by that same token, how we react and respond, there are going to be consequences. And forgiveness allows us the ability to hold on to what we want to and let go some of that stuff that we don't need that ain't serving us no purpose. And, again, you don't have to tell the person you forgave them. You can move on. And they will see your light shine and they will see your fruit. They'll see it. And I am living witness of that. Like I said, I've had the things that have happened and people that came, they look at me now and they wonder how I made it. And I say, I'm glad I don't look like what I've been through. <laughs> but I do got to get rid of this pimple right here. I'm looking at driving me nuts. <laughs> All right, so thank you for calling in. And, again, thank you for joining us here at Precious Predicaments, Blog Talk Radio. And remember, you got this. Be in the world, but not of the world. Don't get caught up with this worldly stuff. But be careful. And let's pray for our children. Let's pray for our nation. we got to do better. Violence is not the answer. Disrespecting individuals, even in all the chaos between parents and children in their home, fighting and killing each other, cutting people up, being disrespectful. Respect yourself. And even if other people are being disrespectful, as long as you are consistent, they're going to get on board, or they're going to leave you alone. Because we all have a choice in free will. Again, thank you for joining us here at Precious Predicaments and Talk Radio. Bye. <laughs>